Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Why do birth mother experiences vary is a common question that I hear from birth mothers primarily. Oftentimes they'll come into the agency and they may have a friend that placed their baby for adoption and they're starting their own adoption journey. And they said, you know what? My friend had an amazing experience um, with your agency and I'm, you know, experiencing an unplanned pregnancy. And so I'm going to do the same thing. She may or may not have the same amazing experience. Uh, She very well may not have a good experience at all. And it may or may not have anything to do with our agency. It may just be the factors that come into play during her adoption journey. There are what I consider internal factors and external factors. So there's things that you can control and there's things that you cannot control. And although we we try to provide as an agency the best experience for every birth mother that comes into our program. We only have so much control. There's only so many things that we can do to create a positive adoption journey, because I think the journey is just as important as the end result. I think that again, we're a rush, rush community and we like to do everything fast. And and I think we just need to slow down and really be present and mindful and enjoy the process. One of the questions that birth mothers ask is, you know, how come so-and-so, you know, really felt good and positive about her adoption? And this is maybe after they've placed for adoption. And I'm really, you know, struggling with my adoption choice. And what I do is I I kind of walk them through it. So factors that may influence how you perceive your adoption experience, because you can never really argue with somebody's feelings because everyone's entitled to their own thoughts and feelings. Perceptions are based upon your feelings and they are sometimes governed by them or guided by them. So I think in order to have the most positive adoption experience that you can. You have to really have a good understanding of what the adoption process is. That's something that as an agency, we can help educate you on. You have to also have a reason for choosing adoption that you wholeheartedly believe in. 
you know, if you're choosing adoption because your best friend chose adoption and she went through this and had a good, good experience and you're choosing adoption because you want to have an experience, even though you really could parent, but you really want to have, you know, the same experience she did, then you may not come out of it with the same, the same level of joy. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Thank you. Um, you know, if you have a good support structure that is adoption positive, that's going to influence your experience. If you don't have one, that is also going to affect it, but in a more negative way, because you're, you're going to feel more alone when you're not, you know, with your caseworker or you're not out with um, doing something adoption related with, you know, the adoptive family or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you as a birth mother want to make sure that you are utilizing all of the resources that are offered to you during your adoption journey, then I would say, make sure that, you know, you're seeing the adoption counselor as often as you feel you need to, that you take time and develop a relationship with the adoptive family that you choose. And most importantly, speak up, be open and honest about what you really want, what type of adoptive family, what your expectations of your adoption caseworker are. And after you place your baby for adoption, what type of post-adoption communication you really want. I think sometimes we're conditioned to not want to hurt somebody's feelings. And so we're afraid to not really say what we really want. And when we're presented with something, if it's not what we want, we don't want to act, you know, disrespectful or like we're not appreciative. And so we just kind of go with it. But I think when you are creating an adoption plan, it's really important to speak up and say, this is really what I want. Uh, And that way your agency can help you. Your ability and willingness to speak up if things are not going the way you want them to go is important. You know, sometimes caseworkers and birth mothers don't have personalities that match. And I see it all the time. And so what we do as an agency is we will just move the birth mother to a different caseworker. Right. No harm, no foul. Um, There's no hard feelings. Right. And not everybody is going to be cohesive with everybody else. It makes me think of when I was growing up, like... I would have a friend, I would say I would have two friends, and I would get along with each of them just phenomenally. But they were like oil and water. They just couldn't see eye to eye on anything. And I've been on the other end of that as well, to where it's like, I don't know how he likes that guy. That guy's a jerk or whatever, you know. But sometimes personalities just don't mesh, and you've got to figure out who they mesh with, you know. So move some pieces around and... Thousand percent. And yeah. and I would so much rather somebody speak up rather than struggling the rest of their pregnancy during this really emotional time and not say anything. Right. With somebody they don't even seem to like, you know, and, and yeah, you would rather have them go, Can we find somebody else for me? Yeah. Yes. And you know, I have I have worked with our 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 staff and they don't take it hard. I mean, when they're a new case manager and it's the first one, they're a little bit like, oh no, you know, what did I do wrong? Right. But, you know, I've had them say they didn't want me as a caseworker. Yeah. You know, I mean, it happens. It's, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. You may feel that the adoptive family may want more or less communication before you have the baby. 
you want to make sure that, like I said, you're expressing yourself. You're saying, no, no, no. I want to get to know them more, or I don't feel like they're really connecting with me. And I really want to connect with this adoptive family. And again, conveying those things are going to shape the type of experience that you have. And when you look back at it at the end, you're going to see, okay, so I did this and then, you know, everything got better once I switched over here. And once I, I reached out and said, Hey, can you help me talk to the adoptive family. I want to get to know them more. I want them to open up and stop, you know, like being afraid to talk to me, then that will enable you to have a better experience. You know, if you're struggling with your feelings and emotions regarding your adoption choice, make sure you talk to your adoption caseworker. They're trained in helping to guide you through this and help you with coping skills and, you know, reaching out to the adoption counselor and getting you in to see her. Those are all things that are within your control. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a support structure, find one, you know, find one, find somebody, a friend, a family member that can be your adoption buddy, you know, outside of the adoption agency and outside of the ad- adoptive family, because you're going to need that person. I have a question. I want to go back just a step because you said something and it triggered something in my brain. So for all the birth mother mothers who are out there listening I'm just curious. So they're going through the process and they come to the realization that the caseworker is not for them. Okay. Yeah. Who do they come to? Because it would be hard to go to that caseworker and say, I don't like you. So they come right to the owner of the company, whether it's Building Arizona Families or somebody else. What's that? Right. I've met with them. Okay. So they have met me. Uh, when I when I meet with them, I give them my card. Um, I make sure that they have my number if I call them. And if for some reason they don't have it, they call the main office mm-hmm. and ask to speak with me. And, you know, I can make it so it's not a big deal and I can switch them. But, yeah, I have – so me. I would okay. be the first nuke. Now, how about with – an, uh, what would you recommend for somebody with another agency? Just try and talk to the head um, or – I would say go to the supervisor. That's okay. okay. Like okay. It, it would be really awkward to go to the caseworker because, you know, you don't, they may feel like, oh, I'm going to get her in trouble and I don't want to get her in trouble. Right. And, you know, my caseworkers don't get in trouble. It's, right. It is what it is. I and mean, they wouldn't get their feelings hurt either, but I know it would be an awkward position. I just thought of any birth mothers out there that are thinking, I'm kind of in that situation. Who do I talk to? So that's kind of why I asked. And that's, that's something that they should definitely be able to help you with. Okay. Very good. External factors outside of an adoption agency or birth mother's control that may impact her adoption experience, such as unforeseen medical complications. You know, if she uh, develops preeclampsia, she has to go into the hospital sooner than she planned on. Um, if her water is leaking and she, you know, is hospitalized for a month or two months, those can really you know, impact, uh, your experience. Right. Um, if a birth father, uh, decides to try to contest the adoption again, that can negatively impact your experience. Or if there's a global pandemic that hinders your caseworker from attending doctor's appointments or labor and delivery that can also hinder your experience. And again, those are completely out of an agency's control, right? Birth mothers are brave and, and selfless, but that doesn't mean that for the bravest, the strongest, that adoption isn't a hard choice. Mm-hmm. Your experience is going to be what you make it. And I think that if you can take away one thing, remember that you can focus on the positives or you can focus on the negatives. You know, the glass is half full. 
if you focus on the positives overall, you're going to be a happier person. You're going to have a better outlook on life. You're going to find the things that bring joy. If you, you know, have five good things that happen in one day and, you know, then you trip and you make a fool out of yourself in front of everybody else, which I have a habit of doing, (laughs) uh, you know, you, you can focus on that or you can focus on all the other things that happened. Right. And, um, you know, I, I have to say like, uh, last week, um, I was walking down our stairs and I guess my feet just completely came out from underneath me and I fell right on my butt on our tile in front of my husband and all the kids. And I sat there cause I was of course in shock at first and didn't really know how to respond. So I'm sitting there dumbfounded thinking, how did that just happen? Right. And a couple of the kids start kind of snickering because they can see that, you know, I'm still. You're okay. But, yeah. Right. And I would say kudos to my husband comes right over, tells the kids that's not funny at all and helps me up. And he's like, that looks like it really hurt. Can I get you something? And I thought, wow, wow. He made a terrible experience. Really sweet. Kind of, so yeah, absolutely. That was really nice. And um, I, I'm so glad that I saw that handled that way because I probably would have laughed myself. And then reached out my hand to help. But right. you know, once I saw they were okay. But I think that that was handled with so much, you know, it was gallant. It was it was really nice because I looked really silly. Yeah. Sitting on the ground. Yeah. Um. So will every birth mother have that in parentheses hallmark experience? No, they won't. But I will say that in our agency, we see a lot of repeat birth mothers, birth Mm -hmm. mothers who find themselves experiencing an unplanned pregnancy again. And they come, they come back to us because we have, our agency is like a, like a family in a sense. And we are all there because of what we believe in. We believe in building families and helping women who are experiencing unplanned pregnancies and can't and can't parent their child. And we want them to leave our agency better than when they came in. And we are all dedicated to this mission of adoption. And, you know, I've had people say to me, wow, this is really like, you're really into this. And it makes me laugh because yeah, I mean, it's my life. Yeah, It's not just something that, that I believe in and that I love, but I was born into it. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I'm not a princess, but I was born into (laughs) the adoption realm, you know, and um, I think it's, it's the giving back that is so important. Our caseworkers, a lot of them have personal experiences with adoption. They have adopted. Um, We've had caseworkers in the past that, you know, were a birth mother or had um, been adopted themselves. And I think it's just, you know, an amazing thing and, and, and a calling. And I know that your wife is uh, our adoption attorney and, you know, she very much believes in and loves what she does as well. Mm-hmm. And so for you, it's become a calling, I'm sure. Absolutely. It's something that I really, I mean, I always looked up to it and respected. As a matter of fact, when Lisa and I first started dating, she told me, oh, I'm studying to become a lawyer. And kind of in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, great. And then she said, I've been working in the adoption field for an adoption attorney for this many years. And I'm like, 
oh, great. You know, it really changed my perspective, and I've only grown to respect, love, and just be passionate about this field more and more through the years. So, it, you know, I wasn't born into it like you. I'm not Prince Adoption, but you are Princess Adoption. <laughs> but uh, no, I, it's, it's become a passion. I love it. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. I hope you tune in next time. We'll be talking to a special guest, Nassim. She's a birth mother, and she's going to be telling us about her adoption journey. And I knew it. I knew in my heart that I wanted to raise my daughter, but I wanted her to have stability of having a father and a mother who were fully invested, not just partially. To have what she needed, I didn't feel like that was happening at this point. Now, everything changes once you become a mom. It's not about you anymore. It's not or a parent in general. It's not about you. It's about the child. It's about protecting the child, providing for the child, giving the child everything they need, physically, emotionally, everything. And I wanted to give her, I would go starving before she did. Let's just put it that way. I would go above and beyond, but it had to be both of us. And there I was, he was talking about breaking up. And then I found out I was pregnant again. Two weeks after I brought him from the NICU, I found out I was pregnant again. And I'm just, this is right after he told me it's not going to work out. And I was scared to death because that meant I would be alone with her 24-7. If I was selfish, I would have kept her. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.